Hi, I'm Melissa Meter, and this is the Synchrosoma Podcast. Remember to subscribe. Find me at Instagram at Synchrosoma. My email is synchrosoma at gmail.com and on the web, synchrosoma.com. Going for meaning is something that might be an old model of how to improve ourselves or grow. One of the things that happens with me working with clients is often this question of why. Why did this happen? Or what was the trauma that caused me to then develop these habits? Why, what, who, why am I still doing this? What is the reason? Why is this happening? All of those sorts of questions that are turned towards a meaning. And in my experience, the meaning making, the trying to figure out why is a detour to doing the actual indicated work from the dynamic or situation that's happening in life. The the real journey is not to meaning. That's a finality. That's like, I'm like this because of this trauma that happened to me. What I notice is that the same event when somatically recapitulated, meaning doing the inner journey and work to call back my soul and energy from this original trauma or event, changes over time. The meaning of the event will change. It will become one thing, and then when I get to another layer of it, it will become another thing, and then it will become another thing. And the more we go through a journey of somatic recapitulation or calling our soul back from an event, because it could be multiple fragments from one situation, and we can take the uh, position of the each of the the individuals that was even in a situation. So there's energy from me that is maybe in this perpetrator or that perpetrator or that observer or that, you know, object. And so the same event can be recapitulated multiple times. And for each of those positions of observer or, or whoever was in the situation will have a totally different meaning. And as I my identity expands, I get to have the identity of all the different participants and all of the different objects, just like in a dream. If I'm interpreting a dream, I can have the position of each of the objects, and each of them will have a different contribution to the dynamic of whatever is happening inside of that dream. This is true with the waking dream. It's as if all of the events in our lives were dreams. And when we go back to recapitulate them and and absorb them and pull them back into our soma or our liquid, energetic, omnipresent, vibrational self, they, they are, they have multiple meanings and we get multiple bits of energy back from each of those events. 
this is such an important concept that it's worth stopping mind from making meaning on whatever's happening in my life, in my waking dream, sleeping dream, or even these old events or situations that are, you know, plague me or trouble me. This is the, this is one of the most important tools to come out of future and to actually be present. So the, the meditation traditions and the yoga traditions and, and all of these Eastern and probably a lot of Western meditation traditions are trying to get us out of any other place than the present time and the moment, that the purpose is presence. And meaning-making is a leaving body and soma for a mentation or thinking process around something that's going on. So the coming out of why did this happen, why is this happening, and moving towards the happening which is going to be not also in mind, not a thinking process, not a replaying it as a movie. It will be associated with something happening energetically in me or with me. And this is the thing that really shifts people. And this is why somatic work is a quick uptick of reality. This is why things start to rapidly change for people. My clients have these like global shifts over, you know, a couple sessions when they may have been in talk therapy for years and years and years and not have shifts. But once the soma is engaged and we're coming into present time and we're working with the actual body memory, remembering, stitching back together what had been dismembered through calling it back in the body. When that happens, it's very quick. Things transform very quickly because it's all in body and it's all in the present time. And these are habits. This is, this is all about breaking habits of thinking and figuring and trying to figure something out. So if we imagine that our mind is super limited, I always say puny, which is a little judgmental, but it is. It's like, you know, a peanut compared to the vast omnipresent resource we have of body mind or soma, which is the the energetic fascial con- system that's connected to everything and everyone everywhere. It's just there's no question that it's a better computer than the puny mind, which has very little data available to it and tends to be problem-oriented, tends to see a past event as a, you know, even the word trauma is problematic because, I you know, I've been shifting that word to initiation. Everything that ever happened to me, it has been a doorway or a portal, and I was initiated through something in order to walk through that portal. And that is a whole different way of understanding our entire life, that we're, it's not happening to us. We're here for a reason. There's a, there's a mission and all of the events that take place are part of this initiation. If we get conscious, if we're unconscious, then, 
you know, we feel powerless, it's happening to us, bad things happened, they're meaningless, or they they just harmed me and made me less powerful in my life, or um, something like that. If I can change my attitude towards everything that's ever happened to me and see it as initiation, then I'm then I'm on the path of consciousness. I can decode and and see these as symbols from the waking dream and get the the life lessons of all of this from the perspective of myself and anybody else that I've been on this journey with. And that's really an important part too. When you get into your omnipresent quantum self, your witness consciousness, you realize that this other person is partially you also. They're holding some of your energy. They're playing the part of something that is actually you. They're also themselves. That's totally true. And because this is a waking dream, we get to understand that this person is also representing a mirror image or reflection of ourself. And that's, again, that's a, that's consciousness. That's shifting out of powerlessness or it's happening to me or these other people are problems. And it's not like if you have a bunch of problems in other people all around you, your boss is a problem, your family's a problem, your, your parents are a problem, your children are a problem, your neighbors are a problem. If that's happening, it doesn't mean there's something wrong. You have a big bad reflection out there. It, it, however, if you are willing to do the, the big shift in consciousness and decide that these are here for you in order to learn, you know, there's a term called petty tyrant, which is, you know, a difficult person on the outside. And they, I like to use the term best enemy, but they happen to be these teachers, these, they're best because they, they help us become our best as well, just like a best friend would, um, although they tend to be supportive on the path. They, they they tend to play supporting roles, best friends. Best enemies actually are the ones that are helping us evolve and grow. You might be thinking that if I'm saying to stop making meaning out of reality, that I'm saying to just sort of put up with things, and that's not true at all. This process of coming out of the why why did this happen? And coming into a bigger identity that is initiated and on, and now we're on the path of soul evolution is not passive. Not at all. In fact, it makes it a lot easier to prune situations and people out of our experience if that's what's necessary. A lot of this why, 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 and kind of an old school, new age version of all of these people in my life for a reason can be really codependent, actually. I can be hanging on to relationships and situations out of like, I'm supposed to, this is happening. And so I should be doing this. And, you know, my family member, even though they're super toxic, they are my family and they're here for a reason. And, and so I should be, you know, just putting up with this. And that's not, True. That's not the path of a, a warrior or a sorcerer, you know, who's, who's developing and evolving their soul and becoming omnipresent and quantum. Not at all. 
it's not like these people are bad or something. It's not like I'm I'm pruning because you're a, a bad rose. It's more like the the relating style isn't appropriate for the journey I'm on right now. And it might not even be this sort of dramatic pruning. It's more just like my attention suddenly is not there anymore. I've got attention and I'm open to other sorts of relating that aren't codependent, that aren't uh, rescuing or wanting to be rescued or having expectations on somebody or pressuring people or having them hold the power over my life and death. This is pretty, I know that sounds dramatic, but in couples, there's a lot of codependency that goes on because there's a sense that if I don't stay in this relationship, I won't survive. And and that's pretty disempowering. That's a way of not being sovereign and self-contained. And I'm not trying to make light of any sort of situation where you know, there's no way of making money. And so people stay in relationships or for the children or something. I'm, I'm actually suggesting that this is internal energetic work. It's consciousness work. It's not about doing something on the outside. If you're in a codependent situation and you do what I'm saying and you prune or you recognize that this person does not hold the power of your life and death, there's actually an opportunity for new things to emerge in your reality. That's how it works. That's how it works. When you come out of the trap that I only have this one option, I come out of the meaning making around how this relationship or how my survival is going to work. I stop using my mind to make decisions about how reality works. Reality has an opportunity to shift. And this is earth, air, fire, water, ether, reconfiguring itself, atoms reconfiguring themselves, molecules joining in new ways because my consciousness has shifted. And I'm not making this up. This is, this is the way consciousness traditions have always purported how reality works. My consciousness affects reality. That's just quantum mechanics. Stop making sense, stop making meaning, and instead come into presence, be, absorb, witness, open, and particularly if, if you've concretized meaning around things in your life, like I need this in order to survive, undo that, uncast that spell, cast a new spell, and start to allow the elements to reconfigure in a way that feels better to you. Thank you for listening to the Synchrosoma podcast. I'm Melissa Meter, and you can find me here each week with another journey into the known, the unknown, and the worlds in between. If you'd like to get in touch and find out more about what I do, coaching and courses, contact me at synchrosoma at gmail.com and you can find me on Instagram at synchrosoma. See you next time. Organically Grown on Podcast Farm.